The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, play WFAN. Danielle McCartney. Sports Radio 1019 FM. The fan. WFAN. Good evening, New York sports fans. I am Danielle McCartney. Drive time, Danielle, if you're finding your way home from Philadelphia or East Rutherford right now. The good news is I'll be talking all things New York sports with you on this quick hit Sunday right up till 7.30 p.m., just about an hour. Paul Rosenberg and I are coming to you live from the Mike Francesa slash Cartner Roberts studio here in Lower Manhattan. You know the number. It's already pre-programmed into your phones at 877-337-6666. As always, we will load them up with your best content only. And I had a little poll vote on Twitter coming in. I had a Jets hat and a Giants hat on the floorboard of my passenger seat, and I said, put a picture up, and I said, which one should I wear? Majority of you picked the Jets, so I am sitting here right now in a Jets cap. And you know, this season, do you remember the last time I asked and polled you uh, which of our football teams would win a game first between the two of them? You remember what happened? They both won on the same day. (laughs) Remember that? Yeah, the Jets pulled out the victory that came down to the last play of the game. We'll get to that in a little bit. But unfortunately, the Giants could not and did not hold up their end of the bargain today. You know, I was wrong. My special in-studio guest, Madeline Burke, was wrong. And 71% of the voters in my poll from Christmas Eve were wrong. Actually, the Jets were the team that earned a W first between the two of them. Crazy, isn't it? Looking at the strength of schedule and everything we had, we'd done all our homework. And here, here they are, the Jets coming away with their first win despite being ravaged by COVID. More on them in a second. But first up, the New York Giants. That's right, the New York Giants, they are stuck with and they are planning to bring back both Joe Judge and Daniel Jones for next season. We'll get into the nitty-gritty of the Giants-Eagles game in a second, but right off the top, I did want to address this news from early this morning. Adam Schefter had a long report that said, and this is a quote here from Adam Schefter, the Giants believe both Judge and Jones deserve the opportunity to demonstrate their talents next season, even though New York already has been eliminated from the playoffs and has clinched a fifth consecutive season with double-digit losses. This is Adam Schefter. The Giants still are expected to have difficult conversations with multiple members of the organization in an attempt to diagnose all that has gone wrong in recent seasons, and Judge will be a key part of those conversations, end quote. You know, I I was thinking about this early this morning pretty critically, and I said this the other day. Like it or not, the NFL team's success, no matter what team you are, or failure, is directly correlated with whether or not that team has a quarterback, you know, air quotes there, has a quarterback or not. That is the most important position on the field. Do the Giants have a quarterback in Daniel Jones? I believe so, but I can't know so because of all of the adversity that he has faced throughout his entire tenure here in New York. I mean, no offensive line, no run game. Did you see Saquon Barkley's stats from today? Let me just throw up right here in this garbage can. He's had Daniel Jones, two head coaches in three years, and two offensive coordinators in three years. And if you really want to get technical, it's technically three because of the in-season change this year. You know, I still believe in him, and the Maras really had no choice but to bring back Daniel Jones because of all that and bring back uh, um, Joe Judge because of all that. Because... 
Listen, if next season the ownership made a change at head coach, we will be having this same exact conversation at this same exact time next year. Is Daniel Jones a franchise quarterback moving forward? Well, how I read into this is keeping the head coach is a byproduct of ownership still believing in that quarterback. This is more of a statement on the potential of the young quarterback than a statement on the head coach, who, by the way, is 11-21 and 21 as head coach of the once-proud New York Giants. You know, and then Jordan Ranon added to Schefter's tweet by saying, quote, the Giants want to see things through with Joe Judge after firing their previous two coaches after two years. He cleaned up a lot of the behind-the-scenes messes so far. Now we'll have the chance to get the talent and offensive line that gives them a chance to succeed, end quote, from Jordan Ranon on Twitter. I mean, there was that story on Christmas Day that he, that he awarded over, Joe Judge awarded over $300,000 worth of bonuses to 70 workers at that practice facility, cafeteria people, etc. And I'm sure Renan meant the on-field product, but that was worth mentioning too. And you know, of course, and we can get into that, but for today, you know, the Giants made the right decision to start Jake Fromm, the choice that here on this show we were all expecting to happen. I mean, there was, going into this game, the option of Mike Glennon with a cumulative Average quarterback rating over his eight seasons on six different teams of exactly 80. He's had seven interceptions in the four games leading up to today for the Giants so far, and including a hat trick of interceptions just last week. Coming into this game, Glennon had exactly nine rushing guards in, in those four games and a quarterback rating last week of a 24.8. Horrible. Or they had to pick from Jake Fromm, a 23-year-old who had never started a single game in the NFL and who signed with the Giants from the Bills practice squad exactly 26 days ago. I, too, would have taken my chances with Fromm. And that didn't clearly work out today. You know, spoiled by the availability of Eli Manning over the years, I think the lesson learned throughout all of this is a lesson that the Jets learned not long ago, is the value of a quality backup quarterback. Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm combined for a total of 108 yards today. 93 from Glennon and 25 from Fromm. Just so absolutely freaking brutal. And no, the head coach can't get out there and throw the ball for them. Or catch it for that matter. Channeling my inner Giselle here. You know, at the end of the first half, Fromm had a quarterback rating of 42.4, which is miserable. Zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. He completed only five of 15 passes. And, and if you were wondering, it was an average of 1.2 yards per completion. I mean, really bad. But lucky for the Giants, the Eagles were equally as bad through that same benchmark. Jalen Hurts' rating was only 18 points higher than Fromm's. Hurts had seven completions, which was only two more than Fromm. And what I'm trying to say is, right now, right at this point, the Giants were, past tense, were in position to win this game today. Through the first half, they were tied 3-3 three to three at halftime, and they were receiving the second half kickoff. They were, again, in past tense, in position. And then something happened that made me immediately write down the phrase, turning point, in my notes. On the first drive of the half, the second half, that is, the officials missed a major, and I'm not talking minimal, I'm talking major face, back, face mask penalty on a Jake Fromm interception deep in their own territory. And the Eagles were set up with excellent field position. And there was some hope for the Giants after the Goddard touchdown that was called back for holding. 
But then Boston Scott promptly punched it in, scoring at that point his 12th career touchdown, eighth against the Giants. So at ten, a score of 10 to three in Philadelphia, the game just had that feeling of, of being all but over. And then Mike Glennon came in to replace from, you know, not long after that. And that's when you knew. And listen, I'm not blaming the entire thing on the officiating crew, although that was an egregious non-call. Let's be honest. The Giants were basically treading water through that point anyway. The defense was keeping the anemic offense afloat through the first half, just like Jack Dawson was hanging on to that wooden board after the Titanic sank because there was no second-half defensive adjustments made. Just like Jack Dawson, the Giants' defense sank and fast. There was no life preserver. And as Jalen Hurts and the Eagles used that Scott touchdown as a catalyst to find their rhythm, they scored 17 unanswered points in the third quarter, and that effectively ended the game. You know, the Giants started with some major intensity on defense, and that was the first phrase that I actually wrote that in my notes. Actually, the exact phrase I wrote down in capital letters was, Giants defense came out, and I put little, like, stars, energized. Then, as the game minutes continued to tick with them on the field, that defensive unit just fizzled out. I mean, expectedly, the final score, Eagles 34, Giants 10. But it wasn't even that close. I mean, with that win, the Eagles are now 6-2 and two over the last eight games against the Giants, including today's beatdown. And I don't think I'm being unfair when I say that the product on the field for this New York football Giants team is not good. And I think the major frustration, tell me if I'm wrong at 877-337-6666, but I think the major frustration among Giant fans at or especially around my age of 33 years, those fans remember two of the Giants' four Super Bowl victories. And it's technically three, I know, but I and Giants fans around my age don't exactly recall the 1991 victory. Is that, you know... Like, how far, how fast has this franchise fallen? The frustration is that there is not a singular area that one person can point out as being the culprit. Collectively, it's not good. Is it personnel? Is it scouting? Is it player development? Is it player performance? Is it coaching? Is it schematics and game planning? And worse... Is it a combination of all of that? The short answer is yes, it is. And that's scary. A, the Giants have been outscored by 81 points in the second quarter of the season. That tells me that they come in with a good game plan, but cannot adjust and adapt it throughout the course of the game. Whose fault is that? B, the last touchdown that the Giants scored not in garbage time came in the first quarter of their Week 14 game in Los Angeles. A game, by the way, that I was at. We're about to enter Week 17. But whose fault is that? C, Saquon Barkley, who the Giants selected at number two overall in the 2018 draft, ran the ball 15 times today for a total of 32 yards. His longest? Seven. I mean, what the hell? And D, you know, the Giants have all but maxed out their cap space in an effort to go all in this season, and they've fallen emphatically flat. So flat that with today's loss, they have become officially one of the first seven teams 
eliminated from playoff contention. You know it was inevitable, but today was the nail in the coffin. And by the way, I'll be back on the midday shift on Wednesday. You know I'm going to bring my trumpet with me, and I'm going to be ready to send the Giants off in style with my live rendition of Taps. Tonight, it's a short little condensed show. I wasn't going to waste time away from you guys on the phones um, to do that. So Wednesday, expect it. And, you know, every week I ask the question of our Giants and Jets fans uh, on social media to offer an emoji to categorize the player of their team in that particular week. The threads are still open at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Coach McCartan. You can chime in there as well. And, you know, every week for the Giants, it gets increasingly more intense. I mean, just look at today's responses so far. Look at the Twitter reactions, which I do every week. You'll find these emojis, among others. The poop emoji, the toilet paper emoji, the trash can emoji, the vomit faces, the crying faces, the tombstones, the coffins, and probably, worst of all, the laughing faces. All of a sudden, but collectively building at the same time, the once dominant giants have become the laughing stock of the NFL. That, Giants fans, is frustrating. That, Giants fans, is perplexing. And that, Giants fans, cuts the deepest. Are you ready for it? Yeah, the other day we talked about bowl games and how many there are. The Outback Bowl, the Cricket Celebration Bowl, the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Those are all real games, I promise you. And in fact, there are 44 bowl games in total this collegiate football season. Ridiculous. But let me add one to the NFL schedule. Like Taylor Swift, are you ready for it? The COVID Bowl at MetLife Stadium today. I'm not trying to be insensitive at all. Because while the Jaguars had only five players on the COVID reserve list, three linebackers, a guard, and a wide receiver. The Jets had 20, 12 active players, six from the practice squad, and two on the IR. Oh, and they were also playing without their head coach and their quarterback coach. The Jets started two brand-new safeties today, the eighth and ninth different starting safeties this season. You know, Quinnen Williams was also added at 11.30 a.m. 90 minutes before kickoff, they added Quinnen Williams to the COVID reserve list. And per Rich Chimini, he said he was seen, this is Quinn and Williams, was seen walking into the locker room at 10.06 a.m. without a mask, walking slowly, and coughing. I mean, what are we doing here? My main question to consider is, and it's obviously just not a question for the NFL, but for all of the professional sports leagues, you know, at what point, and I know the Jets won today. I watched the game on split screen with the Giants. But at, at what point is competitive imbalance Achieved, And I know and I understand that in a perfect world, Jets fans want to keep losing out and concurrently watch their rookie quarterback get a little bit better each week. But man, I mean, the Browns had a comparable number of players out just recently, and that game was was postponed. But in any event, early on in today's game, Zach Wilson said, no quarterback coach, no head coach, no Corey Davis, no Elijah Moore, no Jamison Crowder, team Get on my back. And and I'd say the best play of the day. It's between that one and Braxton Berrios' 103-yard touchdown return you know, from the kickoff. But I, I think I'm going to vote Zach Wilson because he's, I, I believe, more important to the development of this franchise than Braxton Berrios. Although Berrios and him, I, I love when they sit together on the sidelines. But Zach Wilson was juking, jiving, tiptoeing down the sidelines after 
escaping the pocket that totally and completely collapsed on him. And it ended with a touchdown dive into the end in the end zone. And Zach Wilson with that 52-yard touchdown run, which, oh, by the way, was the longest run by a quarterback in Jets history. Got it done. He set the tone early. Zach Wilson in the two-minute drill in the first half, after not finding anything downfield, picks up 17 yards on a fourth and two to set up a first and goal from the Jaguars. Seven. You got to love it. And, you, and I'm a lot, hearing a lot of people and a lot of people on Twitter saying, oh, well, that's Zach Wilson's best game as a pro. I'd say second best game if you're looking at quarterback rating, but in other words, very positive. And don't forget the other guy under center for the other team today, the number one overall pick, the guy picked right before Wilson, Trevor Lawrence. And today it was the fourth all-time meeting between quarterbacks to go 1-2 in the same draft and the first time since Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota in 2015. And and Trevor Lawrence has struggled, I mean, to the tune of entering play, no touchdown passes for him in six of Jacksonville's last seven games. I mean, that's struggling. I was so sure that he was going to carve up this Jets defense today and, and with all of that adversity. I mean, Exhibit A, the inexperience of their starting safeties alone today. But he didn't, and perhaps the biggest surprise was the Jets' rushing attack. It torched the Jaguars' defense for 273 yards and a touchdown, which Zach Wilson accounted for 91 of them and that touchdown, which, by the way, I had him as an anytime touchdown scorer today. Cha-ching! But really, that's actually really encouraging, and it proves that there is late-round pick, uh, late-round value in picking running backs later in the draft. But while the offense found a rhythm for the Jets, let's be honest. We talked about this at midday on Friday with the Bucks and the Bills on the schedule to close out the season for the Jets. This was the game that the Jets needed big time in a big way for that offense. And Jets fans, I'll tell you this, tuck this one away for safekeeping over the offseason. But this defense, though, can you imagine if the Jets had a good enough defense how many more games would they have the potential to win? I mean, coming into today, Trevor Lawrence led the league in interceptions. The Jets' defense mustered exactly zero today. Coming into play today, the Jets were at the bottom of the league in sacks per game. They sacked Tugavailoa once last week, and they sacked Lawrence once this week. Where is the pass rush? And the Jets have got only... That Jaguar team, one of two teams in the league with a worse winning percentage than them coming to town today. The 2-12 and 12 Jacksonville Jaguars. By the way, the only other team besides the Jags with a worse winning percentage than the Jets is the Detroit Lions. And, and you know, come, that was coming into today. You know, someone had to win it. And the Jets did in thrilling fashion. An 11-play, 74-yard drive by the Jaguars stalled. Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick, came up short on fourth and one on the Jets' one. That is, in other words, fourth and goal. And he just came up short. So the Giants get a beatdown at the hands of the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Jets come away with one. And if you're a Jet fan, I'm not sure that you really wanted to win that game today. But hey, a win's a win, isn't it? And it's something to build on for the Jets for sure. So let's get it going. I have set the table for you. I cannot wait to talk with you at 877-337-6666. I'm Danielle McCartan, I guess technically at drive time or is it dinner time on the fan here 
in New York City. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. music for uh, I guess the Jets fans out there <laughs> not so much the Giants fans welcome back I'm Danielle McCartan here with you on this very short turnaround night here uh, till 7 30 p.m. on the fan I am appealing to you you that watched the Giants beat down in Philly 34 to 10 and it wasn't even that close you that watched the Jets defeat the bottom feeding really Bad. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Really bad Jacksonville Jaguars who had a choke job by Trevor Lawrence at the one-yard line. Can you imagine if it comes down to draft order and the Jets got that win today and it's like, yeah, the, the Jets only have that specific draft position. They could have lost another game, but Trevor Lawrence choked on the one-yard line at MetLife Stadium. I mean, that's got to burn a little bit. It's like the same cycle that Jets fans are in. Like, yeah, we won a game. Woo! But then, I'm paraphrasing probably what you said in front of your TV. Hey, hey, we want a game. And then, oh, wait, our draft position might suffer. So maybe you're stuck in traffic coming home from the Midlands. Maybe you're on the Turnpike North coming home from Philly. If you made the drive, you know, I'm looking for giant tickets for uh, the last game of the season, the ninth. <laughs> uh, I'm going to wait a little bit longer. I'm going to wait for these prices to drop, I think, a little bit longer. And that'll have made two. Uh, Jets games for me this season, one home, one away, and two Giants games for me this season, one home, one away. So stay tuned for the ninth. If, if you want to, uh, you know, gift them away, that, that'd be great too. But listen, th- it, this was, uh, I, I don't want to even say a good win for the Jets because it, it was and it wasn't, right? You saw Zach Wilson, uh, he looked in command today. And that was the first time you kind of saw him look like he had a real good control of the game overall. Okay, there were times where he didn't, but but overall, you saw him smiling. You see him mingling with the wide receivers. You know, he's got, he had a little swagger about him today. Zach Wilson did, and then the Giants. I just I don't know. I mean, Saquon Barkley, thirty-two yards of total offense, rushing offense for him. I mean, come on, man. So, uh, and I know this is a short little break here, but at the top of the hour, I see you on hold at 877-337-6666. We'll mow them down. I'm taking you to 730 here on The Fan. The Fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, hey, Google, play WFAN. Danielle McCartan here at Drive Time on the Fan of New York City. Listen, uh, this show is a quick one. We're only on until 7.30, so if you are on hold, I appreciate if you keep your points uh, short, concise, to the point, because I want to get as many people involved in the show as possible. If you cannot get through, we keep trying. It's at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N on Twitter, on Instagram, and Facebook.com slash Coach McCartan. The Giants uh, suffered a beatdown at the hands of the Philadelphia Eagles earlier today, just a couple hours ago, and the Jets... Squeak the win out. Do you want to win if you're a Jet fan? I guess so. Uh, Trevor Lawrence really did the, the, the biggest choke job of the day. On the one, couldn't get it into the end zone. Jets win at the Meadowlands. And uh, and the Giants, um, it wasn't even that close, as as the score would indicate. 
in Philadelphia. Okay, so the phones we go, 877-337-6666. Again, everybody, if you could just keep it short, concise, get right to the point, I would appreciate it. I'm doing good. You're all doing good. Let's just get going here. Justin in Deer Park, you're up next on The Fan. You're up first, I should say. All right, I'm ready, Danielle. Go ahead. Um, what does Joe Judge need to do in order to get fired? This doesn't make any sense. What positives has he done? Justin, that's a good question. And Justin always has great, concise questions. Um, what positives has he done? It's just hard. You can't evaluate. I mean, uh, maybe you're shaking your head right now. Yeah, you can't evaluate. You really can't. Because you know what? You're looking at – I'm looking at the Giants and um, the starting quarterbacks that they have kind of marched out there over the past couple weeks. Glennon, 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 Fromm. And even when Daniel Jones was there, I get it. But I would not want to be – me personally would not want to be evaluated – on my performance, if the people under me are consistently in flux. And I'm talking from the coaching staff on down to the players on the field. What has Joe Judge done? Nothing. He, he hasn't really done much of anything. I mean, his record as the head coach of, of the New York football giants is abysmal. 11-21. and 21. Abysmal. I get it. In order for you to evaluate the quarterback moving forward, which is the most important position on the football field, everybody agrees with that. That's unanimous. In order to evaluate that quarterback, you cannot change the coach on him again. You just can't do it. Lawrence in Austin, Texas, you're up next on the fan. I mean, at this point, Danielle, like I just don't even know, like why am I a Giants fan? Like, what what should I what should I support them for going forward? They're going to bring back Judge. They're going to bring back Jones. Who, Jones, who, who you say he deserves another chance? I mean, it's not against him or how he plays, but he's injury prone. He doesn't deserve to come back, other than the fact that he has a contract, and that's the only reason I think he will come back. And then you're going to hire within from a GM. This team is so toxic. They have been so bad for so long. To think that they can hire from within and bring in somebody who's going to make the right choices gives me absolutely no confidence. And then to top it off, all they do is give the people, the, the fans, a, a free medium Pepsi when it's Player Appreciation Day. Like, what a smack in the face to your fan base who's been putting up with you being a horrible team for five years. It's just disrespectful. And I'm going to root for the Jets, I think. I think I'm done with the Giants at this oh, point. I, I just, I can't, I, I'm done with them. I'm oh, transferring. I th- Lawrence, I think oh, down there in Texas, I think the ultimate move would be to become a Cowboy fan, no? Never. Never. <laughs> never. All right. Never. All no, right. I'm, still from, I'm still from the East Coast, you know what I mean? But it's just, well, how dirty are they going to do us? Like how? Like how? What, what do you? What do you? What do you expect us to put up with? Like, am I? I can't be a fan of something if I don't. If I'm not a fan of it, do I love the Giants? I love them, but am I a fan? Like, absolutely not. They're garbage. Yeah, Lawrence, and I get it, and I, and I know that's going to be the frustration among all Giants fans calling tonight. So I'm here to play therapist. Um, what confidence ultimately do you have in that the Giants are going to pick the right? GM. I mean, all indications are that Dave Gettleman's going to retire, right? So that's kind of a forced marriage now between the GM, which Joe Judge will select, which makes me think that he's going to be around for much more than just one year. It's just a weird fit. I, I, I understand that. It is. It's a weird fit to retrofit a general manager to a head coach that's 11 and 20 in his tenure here in New York. I, it is questionable. The other side of the coin is just... Start over. Fire the GM or let him retire. Fire the head coach and and, fi- and and get a new quarterback and find a new quarterback, much like the Jets did. But my question is, and probably and 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 working from the ground up again, the most important position on that field is at the quarterback position. You tell me what are the better options. 
because that is the first domino. And then if you're going to fire the head coach, you're going to set Daniel Jones back yet another year. And then I think it's it's almost being proactive in a way. In a, in a weird way, it's almost being proactive because then you could really get a good sense of this quarterback moving forward because I still think, and I think that the Maras still think, that there is some potential there. But you're not going to saddle him and set him back another year by firing this head coach and bringing in yet a new one, which would be his third in four years with the Giants. It's just not possible. That's like Sam Darnold territory 2.0. To the Bronx we go. Josh, you're up next on the fan. Danielle, very quickly on the Jets and the Giants, yep. number one. Trevor Lawrence, forget about it. The Jets got their quarterback in Wilson. And on the Giants, number one, if they let Judge go, bring in Carl Banks. And number two, Gettleman, Gettleman got it all wrong when he signed that uh, that Mike Glenn, and they should have uh, kept Colt McCoy. Thank you very much. Yeah, Josh, I have to say. thanks. I appreciate you keeping that uh, short and sweet there. Uh, yes, um, I think the one thing that the Giants have learned so far uh, this season, which was a lesson that the Jets learned not long ago, was that you need a, a capable, like reliable backup quarterback. Glennon is not cutting it from signed exactly 26 days ago from the the Bills practice squad, is not cutting it. I get it. Yes, that is the one thing, and I forgot the point, too, that I was going to comment on. But, Josh, good call. Good points. Three concise good points. But I don't know what kind of wiggle room the Giants are going to have in their cap situation moving forward because they're out of space. And this is going to be a painful, painful Rebuild or will it? Because they have two prime, don't forget, two prime draft picks that they cannot afford. Literally, they cannot afford to miss on those two draft picks who figure to be right now within the top 10. They just can't miss. They cannot miss. They have to get real talent evaluators on the ground to pick either two offensive linemen or an offensive lineman and a pass rusher. That's it. That's the strategy. That's it. Douglas in the Bronx, you're up next on the fan. As Jim Nance would not say, a tradition woefully like any other, and that is another brutal Giants football Sunday. Oh, boy. Um, so uh, in the middle of the third quarter, uh, as evidence that the Giants defense completely fell off a cliff, the Eagles are at midfield. Jalen Hurts throws a horrible pass. It was a rainbow pass. And the analyst, Jonathan Vilma, even groaned and says, oi, oi, oi. And what does Eagles receiver Quez Watkins do? He catches it with the defender just looking at him, practically doing nothing. This is the state of the Giants defense. Well, Douglas, and I appreciate that. Listen, the state of the Giants defense, it's really hard um, because – they're on the field for most of the game, doesn't it sound like that? It, it, you know, the Giants get a stop on the first drive of the game. I mean, they came out firing. They, they had a hat on on a, on the ball on the kickoff the the initial kickoff return. I think followed by an interception, if I'm not mistaken. I can go back to the notes and look, but you know, I want to get everybody in here. The Giants defense came out firing and energized. Yeah, forced a fumble on the opening kickoff. I wrote down Parker picked off Jalen Hurts on their first drive, overturned to an incomplete pass. What? That's what I wrote down. W A T in capital letters. But Giants defense came out energized and ready to go. And then, since they're on the field so often, Jake Fromm had a first drive three and out. Since they're on the field so often, there's only so much a bend before they break. This offense has to step it up. It's called complementary football. And I'm telling you, the turning point in that game was the non-call on the face mask. 
That was it on, on Jake Fromm. That was the turning point of the game. They, the, the Eagles went up 10-3 after that, immediately after that, and it was like, okay, it might as well have been 100-3. to Again, we'll keep the call short, please, just so everybody can get in. 877-337-6666. Ooh, Doug, out in, excuse me, Beverly Hills. You're up on the fan. Hey, how's it going? Yep, that's exactly, you're a genius. I said that, face mask. But how many years has it been? You can go back 30 yeah. years. All the calls never go our way. I got to coach the New York Giants through Jim Fossil. I know what's wrong with this team. Number one, it's play calling. They give, Brad, they give, uh, it's it's just what they did to Rodney Hampton. Okay, give let's give him three draw plays in a row. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. always double A gap. Yep. Number one, what people in the NFL and fans don't know, and you don't know, how long does it take for these guys to run the sled during the week? Do you know the answer to that question? Uh, no, I'm not at practice. Do you? Yeah, I know exactly because I got in a fight. I knew him for a long time, and one day he hung up on me, the vice president of the players' union. Mm-hmm. Take a guess, people. Take a guess how long you're supposed to. There's a little thing called the sled. We hated Landry. We hated Lombardi, but they were the two best coaches in history. Take a guess. I have no idea. 45 minutes, not padded. Now you know why there's so much party in the league. Okay, well, they're not teaching these kids to tackle. Right. Well, okay, there's no special teams because it's in the playbook. It's in the union. How many minutes? Yes. It's minutes. Yes. By the way, how many okay? minutes? That, yeah, Doug. Yeah, yes. How many minutes they can practice with pads, without pads, all that? But that's not a Giants thing. That's a league-wide thing. And I would also argue that, and I watch high school football for a long time. It's seven-on-seven drills. You know, it's not 11 on 11 anymore. It's seven on seven. I would argue that the prevalence and the emergence of, of those sort of drills um, kind of sort of add to this too. But again, that's not a giant thing. That's more of a league-wide thing. Appreciate everybody keeping this short. Let's go to New Jersey. Mike, you're up next on the fan. Hi. I only became like a fan of football like two years ago, and every single time I watch a Giants game, it's just terrible. This team is a disgrace. They don't do anything right. It's not normal. Mike, I think you picked the wrong team. I know. I was like, now that I think about it, I should have gone to Tampa. I should have gone any, anywhere else that has a better record than, like, what are they, 3-12? and 12? Yeah, which is, Mike, I'm, uh, uh, most of the league. <laughs> you could have been a fan of any other team, and unfortunately you picked the Giants. I'm sorry for that. Uh, Miami, Mark, you're up next on the fan. How you doing, Danielle? I'm good. How are you, Mark? I'm hanging in there. You know, I've been a Giant fan for 55 years. I've watched some terrible Giant teams. But after two bad years, they rebounded back. And became at least an eight. This year, if it would have been, you know, 500 team, it would have been a huge success. But this is what the Giants need to do. A, when Gettleman retires, take a good look at Lewis Riddick, who put that Eagle team together and took them to the Super Bowl. Secondly, I don't care about the Daniel Jones and all this. John Maris said in the beginning of this year, everybody's on the hot seat. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't see anybody being on the hot seat. And if he brings Joe Judge back, he's going to have an empty stadium next year. Mm. Thank you, Danielle. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I appreciate that. And unfortunately, it does seem that, though, um, the head coach and the quarterback will be back. I'm just hoping for an empty stadium on the ninth because I'd like to get in there for a pretty good price. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I understand, and I understand. And and the Giants went in all, all in this year on a, potentially building a playoff team and. Um, they've joined one of the seven teams as being eliminated from the playoffs. And they're out of cap space. So there's that as well. 
Uh, John in Connecticut, you're up on the fan. Hi there, Danielle. Real quickly, I just want to say welcome to the fan. Well, because I'm new to hearing your voice on the fan, but we have some really stellar female broadcasters on the fan, and you're leading that lineup in my mind right now. I'll just say that I'm an eternal Jets fan, feeling <laughs> the pain of the, the Zach Wilson coming. I think I did a Sam Darnold thing on LinkedIn, what an in, insignificant social media platform, but I was very optimistic about Sam. But I see just the, 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 the way he got over those interceptions to start off the season, the kind of stand pat. I think we have someone there, and certainly the fan has someone someone in you, Miss Danielle. So thank you, and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Thanks, John. I appreciate that. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. I'll be back uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so get ready. <laughs> I think I start at 10 a.m. on all those days, so five in a row, I believe. But, um, yeah, I, I think – and if you're looking at the long-term plans for each of the teams, and I know I have to hit the break real quick, but if you're looking real quickly at the long-term plans of each team, like which track each of them are on – you know, on the left hand, I got the Jets, and on the right hand, I got the Giants. And I think the the Jets one is actually more straightforward, believe it or not, than the Giants are right now. The Jets have a seems to be a clear plan moving forward, and the Giants seem to be stuck in their own ways here. So, if I had to pick which team had a, a more positive, more I don't know, um, whatever, so more more straightforward outlook, it's the Jets. And what did they do last offseason? They cleaned house. They had brought a new head coach, a new quarterback, and a new offensive coordinator. Okay, I appreciate everybody keeping it quick. 877-337-6666 is the phone number. I'm with you right up until our Westwood One coverage of the Cowboys-Washington football team game. at That's at 730. So we got a few more minutes here on the fan. Give me a call, 877-337-6666. Be part of the show. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Yeah, welcome back to Daniel McCartan here on The Fan in New York City. Want to keep this short, sweet. Everybody, I'm doing good. You're all doing good. You don't have to ask that on the phones. Um, We're going to mow through this. I got about five minutes left of the show here. If you're looking for something positive, let's just put it this way. If you're looking for something positive from the Giants game today, uh, they were were tied 3-3 going into halftime. They were tied 3-3 going into halftime. And then the wheels fell off. But 877-337-6666. Guys, keep your points short to the point, and we'll keep it moving here. Let's go to Yonkers. And Chris, you're up on The Fan. All right, short and sweet. Joe Judge is a disgrace. I got to correct you. He's ten and twenty-one, not eleven and twenty, and ha- and he fires all these assistant coaches. That's, how's, that's how's correct. Since- you are right. I'm sorry that? about that. How's the offense since he fired Jason Garrett? Yeah, it's worse. On him. Worse. It's on him. He's got to go. Um, I will say though, Chris, and thanks for keeping that short and sweet. You are right on that record. I'm sorry about that uh, to everybody listening. You are correct about that. Um, the only rebuttal I would offer to that, and we're just going to keep this moving here, but the only rebuttal I would offer to that, um, once Jason Garrett was fired, you know, Mike Glennon started three of those games uh, and of that sample size, and Jake Fromm started another one. So that's the only thing I would say. Let's go to Herschel in Connecticut. You're up on the fan. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? First uh, off, yeah, the person that's going to, you know, decide the uh, coach is going to be the GM. When they bring in the GM, everybody's saying Joe Judge is going to be there. He might still be there, but it's all going to be about the GM, whether he really wants him there and stuff like that. You would hope. Second off, you keep talking about Daniel Jones and him being the next quarterback. I get it. He's cheap. Who the hell is better? But do you really think he can survive a whole season without being injured? There's not been one season that he hasn't missed games because of injuries. Yes. That and is, that's just crazy. Herschel, that's right. That, that is the one concern. I said it the, about two days ago, when the last time I was on. That is the one concern that I have, that Daniel Jones has not yet played a complete season. And this neck injury, 
a neck injury. It's not like it's like a broken toe. It's a neck injury. Uh, they're saying he's going to be good, and it's not going to be harmful, you know, long-term, but I don't know. Joe in West Milford, you're up next on The Fan. Hey, Danielle. Great show. Listen, uh, any Jets fan that wants to continue to lose for draft picks is missing the boat, and we need to be <laughs> – this team needs to start winning. they got to learn how to win. they got to uh, what it feels how to win. Right. And I think we've got three more games, and I would even say we got about five or six more next year and then we can figure out if this is really the path we're on. But looking at social media and anybody that was disappointed that the Jets did not lose today, either one is not a real Jets fan or it just doesn't just doesn't understand what it's like that you know what the feeling is to win a professional game. Yeah. And that's what these kids need to start doing. So thank you for your time, Danielle. Happy New Year. Yeah, thanks, Joe. You too. Thank you. Um and especially I'll just continue your sentence, especially winning a close one at home in front of the home fans. I mean it's a, I think the Jets are one of, if not the youngest team uh collective average age wise and you don't want a locker room full of those kind of guys young impressionable bunch of guys to get used to losing you just don't want it so you're right about that to billy in marlboro you're up next on the fan hey danielle love the show thank you my my solution to fix the giants is as soon as jim harbaugh wins that national championship the matter shows up with a blank check. Oh, That's well, it. that would be an interesting thing. All right, welcome. Uh, thank you, everybody that has called in and appreciated, tweeted, everything. Uh, could not have done this without you on this short little show here. If you want to select the start of the show on the Odyssey app, it is at 6.30 p.m. Paul Rosenberg, thank you very much for putting it down tonight for uh, a short show. Pete McCarthy with the 7 p.m. update. I'll be with you a bunch over these next couple of days. Wednesday at 10 a.m. That begins Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 10 a.m. I'll see you guys then. In the meantime, you can hit my social media accounts. You know the handles. I've said it a few times. Westwood One's coverage of the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team. If you're a Giant fan, man, wish you were doing some scoreboard watching here. Instead, the Giants are eliminated. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. WFAU.